From the Oklahoma Department of Career and Technology Education, this is Career Tech Conversations. I'm Blaine Singletary. I want you to picture, if you will, a convention hall. But instead of all the vendor booths and demonstrators, you see welders, cosmetologists, bricklayers, and police cadets, game designers, and so, so much more, all doing what they love. This is but a small description of the annual Oklahoma Skills USA competition, bringing students across many trades and industrial disciplines under one roof to show what they're made of. In a way, that's the best visual representation of the career tech division we're going to be talking about today, Trade and Industrial Education, or TNI for short. It covers a wide range of students in the career tech system, and until very recently, that division was overseen by John Day. Our Connie Romans caught up with him to try and cover this massive division in this Career Tech Conversation. John, thanks for being here today. Thanks for having me, Connie. I appreciate it. Now, at Career Tech, we love our acronyms, and we call your division TNI. And I'd say that TNI is probably the most diverse division that we have in all of Career Tech. It seems like just about everything is under your domain. I would strongly agree. So the TNI division, or Trade and Industrial, uh, we pretty much cover everything from cosmetology to law enforcement, auto service, you know, anything with transportation or as our transportation program specialist puts it, wings, rudders, and wheels, onto manufacturing, which would be precision machining, welding, uh, mechatronics, all the licensed trades, uh, electrical, plumbing. We even have equine production. Wow. That is quite a range. <laughs> are, th- are there any programs that are, be- that are getting more popular over the years? So, yes, um, law enforcement, we, we've seen rise quite a bit within the last five years. This year alone, we've added three plumbing programs. Uh, a lot of the licensed trade programs are thriving. Um, beyond that, cosmetology has always been big. So uh, there are a lot of our programs that, are, that remain popular, and we like to keep it that way. Now, everybody talks about the skills gap. Mm-hmm. It's a state problem. It's a national problem, maybe even a world problem, not being able to find enough skilled workers to do the job. So how does TNI fit into that problem or the solution to that problem in Oklahoma? So a lot of the skills gaps, in my opinion, are created by this decades old sentiment that every student needs to go to college. And while I'm not anti-college, I've got three degrees myself. Um, only one of those degrees I got before I actually went into my trade. The two or other two were after that. So that skills gap, um, we help fill it by exposing students to what's out there. And I think that's a, that's a big problem with a lot of our students these days is they grow up with a phone, an iPad, something like that in front of them. And they, their scope is, in my opinion, limited, uh, you know, to their exposure of what's really out there. So. That, that is our first piece is we create exposure and we get students interested in programs that they, A, might not have known of, or B, didn't know how to get into. And how do you do that? Uh, there's a lot of recruitment at high schools. Uh, a lot of schools do tours at the tech center. We participate with industry a lot, bring industry in, have them talk to students, let them know what's out there for them. 
Um, there's multiple ways. B- beyond those, specialists and myself participate in uh, advisory committee meetings with our programs. We network. It's really all about networking with their industry and connecting the dots to the students through the schools. Now, you talked about training for first careers, but you do much more than just high school students. We do. We do. So beyond high school students, most of our programs have a mix of adult and high school students. Um, Adult is, you know, anything post, you know, post high school. So when I was teaching, I I had a student as old as uh, 72 and I had him as young as, you know, 16. So I think I might have actually had a 15 at one point. So you're really never too old or young to learn. And it's beyond that, we, uh, we also serve skill centers, which are uh, programs within the state's correctional facilities. We, we really try to touch as many areas as we can. Speaking of old people, I would probably fall into that category. I, 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 too. <laughs> I have been here long enough that I have heard a lot of stories and I've heard a lot of successful trades people say, I just didn't belong in a traditional classroom. Right. How is, how are your programs different? Well, I would say I was one of those people. Uh, I did not do well at high school. Um, sometimes I tried, sometimes I didn't, just out of all honesty. It, a lot of it was, you know, you've got to show me the, the application before I even want to learn it. So T&I programs are different from traditional classrooms in the aspect that they teach you through application. Uh, some students need that application to learn. When I got out of high school or nearing my end of high school, I already knew that I was going on to college, but it was uh, a two-year school, OSUIT, where I knew that I was going to go to school to be an uh, auto service technician. It, it was, it's really just through the application of what we teach. I mean, you, you can teach something all day long, you know, the philosophy of it. But until the students put their hands on it in a lot of cases, they don't understand it. Textbook educated people say, oh, n- not my child. My, my child is, is going to go to college and, and my child's not going to go to, you know, career tech because that's, they're, they're smarter than that. Um, I paid my plumber recently and I think that the salary of a starting plumber might surprise people. Are there other trades similar to that? Uh, there's a lot of trades similar to that, especially in the TNI division. Um, example, 12 years ago, uh, I had a, a washer valve replaced in, in a house. And at the time, I didn't know how to do it. So I had to call a plumber. The plumber was four days out and it cost me $350. That was to cut a hole in the wall, to cut a piece of PEX and replace the valve. That didn't include fixing the hole in the wall. So. He was there probably about 30 minutes, um, maybe about 30 to $40 of materials at the time, and, and left. So, you know, last time I tried to get into the doctor, uh, it was the same day appointment, and it cost me less. Now, I'm not saying that there's a one is more important than the other, because it's definitely not. We all need doctors, but there again, we all need plumbers. And right now, uh, plumbers, electricians, auto technicians, uh, they're all in demand, high demand. So, and that demand is creating higher salaries. 
So what is that doing to the the seats in your classroom? They're growing quite a bit. The, the last number I believe I saw was I think 23% increase in enrollments. Yeah, they're, they are growing tremendously. Our program waiting lists are growing tremendously. Trying to build new facilities to accommodate it, to hire more instructors to accommodate it, but the demand is, is dramatic. How would I find out, say, my son is interested in something like that, or I'm interested in him doing something like that? Um, how, how would I find out what's available in my area? So uh, call your local tech center. Um, and if you don't know who they are, call up here at the, the agency, and we'll be glad to put you in touch with them. Now, in addition to the hands-on that they're getting in the, the TNI classrooms, there is also a student organization. Career Tech has seven different student organizations. Yes. And, and of course, you know that yours is Skills USA. Mm-hmm. So um, how how is the learning from that helping their their development as a professional? It reinforces what they learn in the classroom. It is truly co-curricular. What they do in the classroom is used in competition. What kinds of skills do they learn through the competition in terms of soft skills? Other than the, the skills competitions, we have leadership skills, uh, extemporaneous speaking, prepared speech, um, job interview, and the list goes on. So while, while we do focus on skills training, there's a lot, there's a bigger piece of that, which includes the, the personal skills where they need to, they're going to have to deal with people when they get out of here. And we prepare them for that as well. So even though uh, he's going to become a mechanic or a, a mason or one of the, the harder trades, mm-hmm. he still needs to know public speaking. You're always going to have to know communication skills. Absolutely. Now, SkillsUSA is a national organization. It is. But Oklahoma seems to be bringing home a lot of hardware from those contests. We do. We do. Uh, I wish I had the numbers in front of me, but uh, last year, I mean, in fact, every year, um, the number of gold, silver, and bronze medals we bring home is, is very substantial. Not only that, they, the medal is the pride piece, but when they leave there, they uh, generally have contest prizes. Um, even at state competition, there, you know, there's a lot of prizes that they have to pull up a pickup truck to load it in. Uh, there's toolboxes. I mean, when I say toolboxes, I mean large tool chests. We get a lot of industry participation that donates prizes because they want to be recognized as a potential employer for those students. And there's actually a lot of those cases where the student will go to compete and they leave with a job. Our cameras were rolling at that competition. If you want to see exactly what I meant by that conference hall full of tradespeople, we have that video on our website, ctconversations.org. And some competitions are just too big for the convention center. And we're talking in terms of sheer verticality. Throughout the industry, Lyman rodeos are pretty common. We're judging these guys out here today on um, efficiency, making sure they're doing everything right uh, as far as climbing, having all their tools on them, not dropping any tools. I'm, I'm kind of a, a drilling junkie, so I enjoy just being up there. Find all that and more in the show notes at ctconversations.org. When we come back, more with John Day as he gives us his outlook into the future of some of these trades.
Career Tech Conversations is brought to you by Career Tech. What would you do if you only had one life to live? Well, that's kind of how this whole thing works. So bite off more than you can chew. Don't wait for someone else's green light. Go after what they say you can't. Oklahoma needs more doers, and doers don't wait. Get skilled, get paid. Oklahoma Career Tech. Visit us at poweredbyokcareertech.com to learn more. Why do you do what you do? I love it. T&I is my passion. I, I, I'm a product of Career Tech and, and T&I, and honestly, I don't think that I would be where I am today or successful period without trade industrial education. I went through an auto service program. Uh, through that, I learned what my next step was, which was college. Uh, after that, I was a service technician and, a, and then a service manager. And my old instructor came back and uh, basically presented me with an opportunity to teach where, you know, the exact same place I learned in. So that was, you know, just looking through all that. It's a great opportunity to give back. I love what I do. I've, you know, dealing with students, dealing with schools, teachers. It's, it's really rewarding to see that student that, you know, maybe they didn't believe in themselves or they didn't have anybody else to believe in them, and now they're successful. Uh, I just had a student contact me this weekend, that, and this was a student from probably at least 15 years ago. And, you know, we're friends on social media, but just wanted to reach out and, you know, tell me what he's doing now, and he's successful, and it's, it's really rewarding. That is the big piece of education in general. The future of TNI probably has a, a lot of changes that, that we can't even anticipate. But in terms of the automotive industry, what do you see coming up? The biggest change in the automotive industry right now, uh, or the, this looming change, it's beginning change, however you want to phrase it, is electric vehicles or al- alternative fuel vehicles. Uh, alternative fuel, it, it may refer to electric, hydrogen, you know, any of the above. We are getting into that right now. Uh, in fact, last week I attended a, it, it was an intro to an electric vehicle training course. It was more to let us know as as administrators, teachers, uh, the general public was invited. It was just, it was just more of an awareness piece of what's out there and make us aware of this training program. I mean, it's it's a big expanding market, and it's it's expanding fast. Any anytime you watch the news, you hear something about electric vehicles. So, I, I would say that's probably the biggest change in the automotive market right now. What happens to all of the mechanic? My car's in the shop right now, so you can tell that's on top right. of my mind. But what happens to all those mechanics out there right now? I'm pretty sure that where I'm taking my car, they could not work on it if it was an electrical vehicle. So the electrical principles remain very much the same. The voltage changes quite a bit, which increases a, a safety concern. Uh, a properly trained technician in that, it's really not a big deal. The, the cars will still need maintenance. Uh, you're still going to need tires, alignments, struts. The only thing that really changes in that is the drivetrain. So the, the current technicians in there, although there's not enough for the industry right now, uh, you know, that industry has been screaming for, you know, decades that they need more. The current technicians will still have a place. The ones that stay up to date 
and then the incoming technicians will have probably a larger place. And, and we've always offered programs like TV production, um, stuff that revolves around some of the same basic principles. And, and I'm, I'm probably stepping out on a limb saying that as the film industry, but film industry in Oklahoma is growing rapidly. So we are offering, um, we are getting into that arena. Our biz or WED programs, uh, Workforce and Economic Development programs, are getting into that along with us, uh, trying to serve that industry as it grows. Now, in addition to the, the film aspect of the film industry, I also know that T&I is active in, say, set building and things like that. We are. I won't say it's a large piece. It will become a large piece. But right now it is, in fact, a piece of a lot of our construction programs, electrical plump programs. I mean, a lot of the programs we offer, film is not just film. It's, it's not just, you know, the person behind the camera and then an actor. There's a lot of behind the scenes. There's, in fact, you know, I'd say most of film is behind the scenes. So, you know, you got your grip and rigging. Um, you need mechanics. You need, um, you know, electrical personnel. You have to have set builders. There's, look around your house. Anything in a set is also in your house. So anything that was created in your house or in an industry setting is going to have to be on set as well. Uh, beyond that, we offer drone, which a, a lot of film is you know shot with drone technology. So, it about everything we offer will become a piece of film. It's exciting times. It is. It's rapidly growing. We need to uh, watch for more big blockbusters coming <laughs> out of Oklahoma. <laughs> right. I think we really do. John, I appreciate you being here today. As you heard John Day mention just now, the film industry is definitely the buzz around the offices of career tech these days. We've already been traversing the state and seeing how this industry is growing, and in some places, already thriving. And we'll bring you that conversation next time. Career Tech Conversations is a production of the Oklahoma Department of Career and Technology Education. The show and its interviews are produced by me, Blaine Singletary, and Tony Croft. You can follow us on social media at Career Tech Convo on Facebook and Twitter. And find show notes and previous episodes at ctconversations.org. You can also catch a video version of this conversation and many more on our YouTube channel at OK Career Tech. If you enjoyed this episode, send it to a friend, leave a comment, a review, or anything you can to help spread the word. It really goes a long way, and we appreciate you. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.